0: We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapCXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there.
1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick is the click, so I hope
0: you watch your A game. A mate, no rains from the track when we unite. And spit. This isn't a game, better bring your A game. A-game. Competition starting to get thick is the click, so I hope you watch your A game. eight main, no rains from
2: the track when we unite. Hey, now it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God leave How you doing, JD? I
0: had a but I've had a week. Um, but you can't be in a bad mood listening to a game. Just can't. No, no. It yeah, always me get, always gets me up Thursday. Yeah, every Thursday yeah. I hear that. Like I come in sometimes, and it's been a long day, or like you know, got some stuff, and then I hear, I hear our good buddy Godella, and I'm like, you know what? It's a good day.
2: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, hard hard to complain. It could be worse. We could be working for WWE. That would be terrible. Right about now. Hey JD, you want to know why I'm wearing
0: this this shirt right here? I would love. I think I know why, but I don't know why. So I want (laughs) to hear you say why.
2: Well, because Slim Jim is the company that finally took down Vince McMahon. So thus, Macho Man gets revenge from the grave. So kudos to—I'm giving all the credit to the Macho Man Randy Savage for finally taking one Vince McMahon down because I don't think that motherfucker steps down unless the the sponsors start calling. No, um, at least not as no. fast. At least not as fast as he did. Not as fast as he did. He probably would have eventually, but the Slim Slim Jim got got us there quicker.
0: Woody, because I think everyone that works there is completely spineless and has no moral compass whatsoever, and are just awful awful human beings so i don't think you're right i think that without slim jim making a choice and saying we don't want to be involved with this gross bullshit anymore um i think nothing happens of course they jump right back on board when vince left but everyone who's you know yeah. enabled him and covered his ass and did whatever he wanted is still there working for the company so you know not a truly big stand but whatever it got the first monster yeah. out now you got to get now you got to do the nuremberg trials right now mm-hmm. you got to get all the people who are just following orders and get them out start with the guy with the big nose
2: yeah you got you got to you got to root out all all of the evil all of the corruption and we're we're yeah. going to get into a little bit of that and i think i think that's exactly what this case is aiming to do although i have a theory of how it, it's going to end and just by because the way i see things play out in different in you know different related circumstances how this always ends up unfortunately but uh we we will get there but man um i earlier today I, this was after i would already had like our notes ready to go i had i had our thumbnail out i had everything um i thought we had like a full show and then all of a sudden um tim marchman from uh, vice media um he actually contacted John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace himself. John Laurinaitis's lawyer, he is a um, and Johnny Ace, Johnny Ace's lawyer, claimed to Tim Marchman of Vice Media that he's a victim of Vince too. So we've got a little bit of a twist here. So he's he's not only is John Ace corroborating um, everything that, that Vince is being accused of, he's saying he is not an abuser. He is actually. Another party that's been abused by Vince McMahon, and I'll go ahead and read some uh, headlines from the story. Said so a co-defendant in the in an explosive uh, civil sex trafficking lawsuit brought last week by against WWE founder Vince McMahon and WWE itself. So there isn't just one entity on trial here; it's Vince McMahon and WWE. So let's not forget about that. Appear to corroborate cent- uh, central cra- claims in the suit in a statement to Vice News today, while disputing Laurinaitis's role as described in the complaint. Edward Brennan, the lawyer, said that his client is himself a victim, just like plaintiff Janelle Grant, a former WWE employee. Um, now, last week I did not want to say her name, but her name is everywhere, so I, there's, yeah. it's like unavoidable at this point. So we're just gonna say it, okay? Uh, I did not want to, but it's it's out there, um, and it's being put out there by her lawyer, who's doing a lot of TV. So um, this is where we're at now. Um, the, the story goes on to say, Mr. Laurinaitis denies the allegations in the misguided complaint and will be vigorously defending these charges in court, not the media. Like the plaintiff, uh, Mr. Laurinaitis is a victim in this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. Uh, he goes on to say, read the allegations, read the federal statute, power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dictated, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met. Count how many times in the complaint fence exerts control over the both of them. That is a bombshell, dude. That is a yeah. bombshell. It's wild.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, this is a lot. First, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in that. First of all, I'm going to say Miss Grant is being remarkably brave by stepping front yes. and owning up mm-hmm. to like not owning up is the wrong term is being something like she did something yeah. wrong, but I mean like standing out and saying I'm fighting. I'm the one who's doing this, this, I was treated bad and putting her name and putting her faith along with that and, and being um poster child is another bad term, but I can't think of a better one. Like being the face. She's yes. fight you know, so that takes a lot of guts and I give her a lot of credit for that because um yeah. you can't fault the victim for not wanting to go public. But the fact that she is willing to is it says a lot about her character. That's something. So it's interesting what, what old Johnny Ace has to say, Matoko Baba's favorite wrestler. Um, it sure sounds like he's saying that he also would have lost his job and, and standing in the company if he did not go in with Vince on this stuff. And that is a, uh, that, I kind of get that's a lawyer saying that that's, that is wild. Yeah. I kind of get what the lawyers yeah. saying that because you could like, you could talk, you could talk your way into seeing like, okay, you know, like, okay, I can yeah. kind of get where they're coming from on this. Um, I don't, know, I don't it boy, these are so such a sticky topic, but I mean, like, what? from a legal perspective, I understand why his lawyer is saying that. Um, I know we had a buddy who's like, I think he's just trying to get more money out of WWE, and I'm like, gosh, I don't know, man. I think we're beyond the pale of that, like, because we're knocking yeah. on the door of criminal stuff at this point, and he's liable, mm-hmm. I mean, because with what Miss Grant said, he is liable for criminal charges, yeah. so he is distancing yeah. himself and standing on the opposite side. Of the former law firm of Jerry McDivitt, which is gutsy in and of itself. So I mean, like, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here, man.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the criminal charges because because this is being tried in civil court first. That I think right. that it can be brought to criminal trial now. If it's the other way or, or like uh, other way around, like you can't try the same crime twice unless there's like new evidence and things like that. Obviously, but um, and the burden of, and the burden of proof is much. Um, smaller in a in a civil trial um but if you have some there they can then be tried in a criminal case and then you the burden of proof is much higher um and so the this this whole thing's well, what the craziest part about it is, to me is that johnny ace is corroborating the story he, mm-hmm. he's just saying that his part in the whole thing is is different that he was being victimized too that he was kind of being forced into these situations and i honestly never in a million years would have even thought that I was like, I I was thinking, and, you know, and look, honestly, who knows what the real truth is here? And I think hopefully we get to the bottom of it. So I'm not going to say that what Johnny Ace is saying is true. I just think it's kind of crazy that he's corroborating the story. He's going against Vince, which is something that I never thought he would do because he's been quiet this whole time. Like he hadn't said anything. And here his lawyer is making a statement to Vice Media and and that they're going to be in on it and essentially testifying against Vince.
0: We don't hear a lot of stories about men suffering from sexual assault or rape or those kind of things. Like, yeah. it just isn't something, but it's re, it does happen. It just it it, doesn't. it, uh, it I does. I can tell you. It I can tell you in my position right now at work, um, you know,
2: being um, you know, kind of a um, I'm not a mm-hmm. first sergeant, but I'm kind of operating in that capacity. And you hear stories, and it happens more mm-hmm. than people know, more than people will even think about. Um, because I'll be honest, because meathead dudes typically don't talk about it. Right. Correct. Um, And so like that's probably that goes like I know on the female side, it goes very, very, very underreported. It's wild. Mm -hmm. But you just but that's where you mostly hear of it. But with with the men, they just don't talk about stuff like that. You know, it's 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 a it's a crazy culture. And so for this to come out now, I'm like, it's just truly um, it just threw another wrench into this whole case um that i get the feeling is going to get a lot of play on a lot of the like like uh, ashley banfield and on news nation is kind of like all over like she runs those types of shows like cr- crime stories and salacious stories and it's going to get a lot of play on sh- shows like that going forward
0: yeah i mean like especially in in tough macho world like you don't hear stories about you got you know it's guys like vince right and like yeah, If you're boss, t- I mean, I'm not just, I'm not saying Johnny Ace is innocent. No. I'm not, cause we don't know. Like, I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but I understand why he's saying this because there are situations where men are pressured into these type of things unwillingly a lot of the time. And just because the parts work doesn't mean that, you know, those are just chemical reactions, man. Like yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you want to like it's, there's a lot. I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah. It's going to be this is really bad for WWE that they're tied into this. It's really bad for Vince McMahon, but it's good that someone is finally, finally fighting him right after 30 years of him skating by and just getting away with doing whatever he wanted. It's nice to see that justice maybe not maybe won't be done necessarily, but that like someone is people take a real look at this and shining a light on the guy that people in our business knew what he was about all along even though the jimmy vans of the world will tell you how much how great vince was and how much they appreciate vince thank you vince thank you vince because i'm a rich dumb fuck <clears throat> who owns a big business and i have no spine thank you vince yeah. i have zero respect for fightful because of that guy zero i'll say it i don't fucking care i'll never work for them fuck them <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah dude people are bringing up those jimmy van tweets i'm just like the timing bro
0: like he knew god everyone dude. knew yeah he knew. everyone knew yeah. everyone knew and the fact that you have the audacity to say that because you're a dumb rich guy fuck him Fuck the whole company, yeah. man. I don't care. Yeah, even, even, so look, we didn't know these details that we're
2: reporting now, right? That that's coming out now, but we have 40 years of history of allegations and accusations and everything. And so when that guy got, when Vince went down originally two years ago, um, there were people like this Jimmy Van guy and and several others that were like taking to their I social media, thanking him, thanking him for his service, despite the fact, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, and AEW is going to catch a little bit of a stray here. Um, not, you know, not completely AEW's fault, but their new C, the Chief Operations Officer that they just hired, was also one of those people, right? Like, so there's a ton of people out there. Like when we have said, you know, on uh, in every promotion that was kind of going out there thanking this guy for his service, despite the fact that there was the allegations that he denied. But now that these details are coming out and are, are like most people are just quiet because these details are just so way out there and That's just like it. super, like super, super bizarre. And and I never, I'll be honest, JD, whenever the story first hit in, in 2022, um, I my, my thing was is that it was like, you know, I, I could go either way on whether or not that was consensual. I was like, it's probably not. We kind of know who this guy is. But the denials were there. And it's like, you have to take those into account a little bit. So I was like, I was not a hundred percent. Right. Um, now I'm like, I I'm obviously I'm no judge and jury. I don't have, I don't operate in that capacity. I don't have like everybody's side of the story, but uh, gun to my head, like this, like this story is true. And the fact that Johnny Ace is corroborating it, I'm like, uh, this story is absolutely true and it is disgusting. You know, you know who surprised me today? Um, um, commenting on the story, uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give the guy flowers because I'm not gonna do that. But Eric Bischoff, believe it or not, yeah, I heard that on on his uh, yeah on his show on his show. Somebody's like, dude, did you hear what Eric said about it? I was like, no. And I figured Eric would go on there and kind of do his typical bullshit, carry Vince's water. He was like, no, this is the most evil thing I've ever heard, and we need to scrub him from the history books like we did Chris Benoit. Essentially, he's like he's our Harvey Weinstein, just like I was saying last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, and and. And so that's like another another reason that makes me think that this is a completely valid story. Because who is who is Eric Bischoff's co-host in that show? Conrad. Conrad, who is Conrad's best who is Conrad's best friend? Rick Flair. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. yeah, Pritchard. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Pritchard, who is currently an executive in WWE right so they like and they were completely shocked and surprised by the details and i I think that's where kind of most people were at like they knew this guy was a scumbag but they didn't know he was this bad you know what i mean
0: so i think that i can almost when you work i mean like when you get to know somebody right i had a friend i'll tell you a story i had a friend in college who was suspect with a lot of things but when it came to girls and he got arrested for rape and stood trial and was found innocent but when it happened we all kind of went oh okay you know like it was kind of like yeah okay okay i mean like i i heard the story you know it was like okay i believe my friend's story but i mean like at the same time this party it's like mm, mm. but i was yeah. willing to believe my friend because he was my friend you know it's like when people yeah. are in our lives we see the good of them and and sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier to overlook the mistakes that they made because we know them personally right and like we don't it's harder to see the negative, right? When you yeah. see someone's brightness every day, but it's there, right? So that's why yeah. that's why I'm I'm I, I'm not as hard on people that were in the inner circle because our you know we had good you know black mask we'll you know pour out a, pour out one for the black mask may he, may his account rest <laughs> in peace. But I mean like yeah. he would say you know you don't know him like I do you don't know him like I do. Yeah. Tell him, he's not this kind of guy he's not this kind of guy and this is you that worked there forever and would swear up and down Vince is not this monster. But it's easier to hide in front of people that, you know, right. Yeah. And when you could take like an analytical look at somebody, it's easier to say that guy's a piece of shit. So that's why I'm, I'm yeah. harder on people like Jimmy Van, who pretend to have a media outlet that should know better. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. But I can accept, I can accept someone that worked for him that might've had the wool pulled underneath him. Because when you know somebody, you want to believe the best in them, even if mm-hmm. you're wrong.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I've encountered that situation a lot of times. um, And it's burned me sometimes to be honest with you. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm oh, yeah. going to learn my lesson there, but I only learned my lesson with that person um, because I still get, you know, people get close to me and then I still just assume the best in them. And when they're in a tough spot, I go and I try to take care of them. And then sometimes it turns out they're guilty. Sometimes they're innocent. And, but I just try to, you know, just be there for people as much as I can. But like, once it, once it, once it's out and like, okay, you did this shit like we're done dude like that's
0: that's where i draw the line uh right but so and, th- and that's the thing we we talked about the scorpion and the frog analogy last week and i mentioned my friend and my friend stood trial court of law, was proven innocent but i mean like yeah. i like when, when the accusations come out you're like okay all right what happened you know like but you want to believe your friend and it even becomes hard like you have to when it's someone that you know, you have to go into every situation open-minded and willing to listen. You can't just say no, 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 or yes, yes, yes. You have to you yeah. have to listen. And in this case, Vincent like, Man, you read I didn't read the full details until I read The Observer last week. And man, it was worse than I imagined. It really was. Like, I yeah. just just yeah. the off-handed stuff that I read about from the part of the, the journal that we were allowed to read. I ain't paying for the Wall Street Journal. Like the whole thing with Dave Recap is just horrific man yeah horrific yeah
2: and guys i know you probably you want to have fun this week and jd we're we're gonna have some fun this week i gotta get through yeah. the rest of this story and then we'll go on to some fun shit so i just want to get this I stuff promise. out of the way um so Janelle Grant's lawyer is coming for, w- is coming for WWE. That was my top story. Actually, it got pushed down because this Johnny A stuff came out. Um, and callous, that's the lawyer told news nation. I think it was Ashley Banfield. She was on that. The culture of corruption has permeated every cell of WWE and claims. Many people have come forward to corroborate these claims, including other possible victims. So the, you know, last week we said there are more shoes to drop, uh, and the lawyer went on to News Nation and and said exactly that, like there's more shit's going to hit the fan, more people are going to get named, more fingers mm-hmm. are going to get pointed, and more people are going to be brought into this deal. Um, it's not going away anytime Good. soon. Yeah, burn. Hey, look, Good. whoever's there's, involved, burn it, burn it down. Whoever's involved, get ground. get them
0: out. Yeah, burn to the ground. Salt. Yep. Do like Carthage, man. Salt salt the field. so nothing will ever grow again. Like there's bad people there, and I, I I'm. I'm ha- I'm going to be keep being hard on this because like there's people that we know from the board votes and you can sit there and tell me well they only did it so they can advance their position well that makes you a horrible human being I'm sorry like everyone there in the board especially who read all this stuff turned a blind eye area manual praised him publicly when this deal went down less than six months ago. So uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. And they knew it. They knew what they were getting into bed with. So, I mean, like if WWE is fucked in all the situation. Good, good. It's about time. They reap what they sow. It's about time. They reap yeah. what they sow. No. Oh man. Uh, and lastly, Netflix chief
2: content officer on Vince. And I quote, he's gone. Um, Bella Baharia, Baharia, sorry, I don't mean to mess up her name. I spoke to the press and when asked about Vince allegations, she bluntly stated he's gone, he's not there. So the Netflix deal remains unaffected at this time. Um, I think that if this continues to get worse and current people are, are in on this, like get, I actually get publicly brought into the lawsuit and get publicly named and have to step down. I could see this Netflix deal, um, going South in a hurry. Um, there's no guarantees there. It's it. This could be a tough time.
0: I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I mean, like they signed a deal. Yeah, I, so we don't know what the, we don't know what the language of the contract states. They might have to show, shows,
2: it. shows get canceled all the time. They do, and but Netflix they could they could they could buy things out. And that is they true. Could.
0: Yeah. They could. Netflix yeah. is a different beast. We don't know what the, we don't know what the language of the contract states, but I mean, like if things don't get cleaned up over there and, I, and it's so funny because I think that these companies are going to be harder on them than most wrestling fans are because most wrestling fans not that's unfair that's unfair most wwe fans are willing to forgive and forget and move on when i don't think that's um i don't think that's morally right like i'm having i'm having huge i think i mentioned it last week i'm having huge crisis of conscience with being a wrestling fan right now I, i watched an hour of dynamite this week and went to bed like that's really all the wrestling content that i've taken in and it's just uh it's kind of eating me up, man. Like, like just talking, like I've had conversations with people that we used to work with and like they would stuff that would bother them. Like, I'm like, how do you, like the stuff that would bother you? I'm like, how do you watch this right now? And they're like, Oh, you know, I just watched the products. I don't. And again, I, yeah. I can't pass judgment. It's not right to pass judgment on yeah. people, but for me, it's like, I can't look at it without feeling disgusting. Right. Yeah. And I feel disgusting yeah. when, even thinking about it so i don't think get rid of everybody I, If they if they purge all the yeah. vets guys i might actually watch again
2: yeah so i struggled with that too over the weekend and um i i ended up watching the royal rumble but i was kind of like uncomfortable and then i was and i knew that the reason why i was watching it was so that way i can you know hit up the patreon and do a, do a recap because that was one of the things i wanted to do this year um is just get more content and more more stuff and so um and i have an easier way to, to do solo content so i was like okay I'm, I'm gonna watch the royal rumble and i can do a quick recap of it well i did like 35 minutes just just talking to my phone because i wanted a whole fucking rant about shitty triple h's at that press conference but um oh my so God. What it, what? yeah it, it, was, it was it was bad <laughs> It was bad. Can we
0: can, was, can we talk about what an asshole that guy was on Twitter, posting pictures of him smiling and laughing and making a joke out of all this, and then getting put up there? And kudos to the wrestling media for not being complete and total asshats, yeah. except for Steve fucking Fell, which you know even he admitted that he was being a douche. Like, and for him to yeah. sit there and tuck tail in front of everybody and act like a big freaking oh my god, what an asshole. He is honestly got yeah. my least favorite human being in professional wrestling. What an embarrassment to the company.
2: That guy, JD, that guy, you know what he, he said about, it. you know what he said about last week for the company he said, this has been an amazing week. I'm like, dude, like you're living under a fucking rocker. You got your head well, buried I'm- into the sand. Uh, and I want, you know what? And I think, I think JD, we need to do, we need to do something because um, we've been, we've been, we've been tough on a lot of the people from the media. Um, and there were three guys at that press conference that we've been real tough on, on, on this podcast and we got to give mm-hmm. them their kudos cause they fucking deserve it. Uh, John Alba, sure I, did. I did a whole, yep. I did a whole thing on John Alba because of the whole WWE PR thing. and tweeting about SmackDown. I didn't really care that he did it, but he, he went on a rant against me. so I did the same on, on, on my podcast, but you know what, John Alba kudos you. He asked the best question of the weekend. A- a- absolutely. Um, Also, I want to give a kudos to Nick Hausman, who I think we've probably given the biggest beating to. He actually asked Cody Rhodes one of the questions. He actually sacrificed an opportunity to ask Triple H a question um and ask Cody Rhodes the question instead because that was the only time he's going to get to be able to speak so he he did that and I thought Cody Rhodes answered the question quite well honestly um Cody Rhodes far more trained in media than Triple H clearly um and Brandon Thurston we actually love Brandon Thurston so so not him uh, there there's another guy though there's another guy named Seahawk who um I, I don't follow that guy. He's kind of an influencer, kind of like a guy. He works for the Ringer. I think he used to work for the Torch. Um, he also asked a, a pretty decent question. Not as good as Alba or houseman or Thurston, but he I, I felt like he still um, did did a pretty good job there. So uh, kudos kudos to those gentlemen. We've been really tough on some of those guys. So awesome, awesome work.
0: You know what, though? I think being tough on those guys holds their feet to the fire and forces them into these positions to make them do the right thing, because when when given the opportunity yeah. in the past, they always haven't. So I think that I'm not saying you specifically, but I think that the the Internet wrestling community, which takes a lot of flack from uh, people like them specifically, held their feet to the fire for how they've acted in the past and and I think helped influence them. To pushing the journalistic button and they could say, well, I would have done that anyway, yeah. but um, you haven't proven to me that you have when given those opportunities before, but you did hear in the most important story in the history of the business. So tip my yeah. cap to them on this one. Yeah.
2: And so part of part of my Roy Romo rant, and I said just that JD, I said, it is important to be tough on the media because they have an important yep. job in this, and mm-hmm. they need to ask important questions when these types of stories break. It's just as important to hold the media to the fire as it is to hold people in power accountable for More what important. they're doing, and that and, and that's the media's job. And so mm-hmm. they get they get the access that a lot of us don't get, that a lot of us will never get because of um, uh, where we're at in our lives. JD, you got three jobs. You you don't have time to be going around and, and doing all this stuff. You're not going to go work for a major website. Me, I'm in the military. I will have to ask for leave, and you guys will have to fly me to Hawaii. And it costs a lot of money to get me on a plane to go anywhere. So uh, you're gonna have to put me up in like a five star hotel. You got to pay me tons of money to get me to go over there and do that stuff. So and nobody's willing to do that. So and I'm just not in the position to be able to do. Because look, I got a real ass job and a family, and I'm going to going to school. So we we have these people that have been granted this access, um, and it's important for them to be taken seriously. There was another. There was another woman on there that she had the first opportunity to ask Triple H a question, and the first thing she fucking asked was about the Netflix deal, and I'm not gonna mention her name because I've already mentioned it on Twitter. She's a disgrace right this is that was just a person that's looking for a job in wwe despite the big story that just came out that is a person that's want to go into the lion's den over there and i i just don't understand it just completely disgraceful by her but then you got three back to back to back questions that were absolutely legitimate so um when when they suck we should say it and when they do good we also should say it i think that's appropriate especially for two guys like jd and i who can be a bit harsh on folks so um you know good 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 job good job to them um so, guys, we have 25 people watching across two streams. I want to thank everybody for being here. That was 26 minutes on Vince. I don't want to mention that motherfucker's name the rest of this show. Let's have let's have some fun. Uh, all 26, 25, however many of you guys are on there, could you do me a big favor if, if you can? Uh, give a big thumbs up uh, on this video that you're watching right now, either on the Voices of Wrestling stream or the Mike and JD show stream, because what that does is it sends a signal to everybody that's kind of scrolling around uh, YouTube right now. It'll let them know. That we're having a good time here today, and uh, we're we're going to be enjoying our show. And then go over to patreon.com/slash the Mike and JD Show. We have two episodes of our Sting's Greatest Rival- Rivalry series. i out right now. We 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 covered Vader. We covered Cactus Jack, and coming up this weekend, JD and I are going to cover uh, the Dangerous Alliance. Um, I cannot wait for that one. That one's going to be a lot of fun as we uh, as we get closer and closer to Sting's uh, retirement match. Head over to patreon.com/slash. The Mike and JD show. Also, my Royal Rumble rant. I did breaking news on CM Punk's injury, did all kinds of stuff there. Um, let's go ahead and let's get to the chat, JD. We got a lot of people. Um we let's got Baby Huey. Baby, Baby Huey. Huey from uh, uh. 977 the bone out of San Francisco. Um or 1077 the bone. I'm sorry, it's been a while since I've lived in that area. 1077 the bone and baby Huey says, Go Niners. Absolutely, sir. Respect. We got it. We're in the Super Bowl again this year. Let's get let's get one. Um, and then we got uh the letter A, a. in the chat said hey, Bischoff is a carney and a grifter who will switch his colors like a lizard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's you, true. You got me on that one. Um, and then uh David Hadley makes a very good point. Triple H doesn't have his head buried in the sand, it's up his ass. I, I, th- I think that's a solid point. Yeah, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Th- I, that's a great correction for us. We we deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Nonzo, aka Tactical Playmaker, we think Nonzo, tell me in the chat. You got a YouTube channel coming out here pretty soon, I believe. I think he's going to be doing some solo stuff here. But it says Wrestling Media has been operating unchecked for a long time. Well, look, it's because. Nobody's really ever taken this business seriously and mainstream media never really wanted to cover it because they feel like that's embarrassing. So really, Mm -hmm. we've only ever had, we've only ever had, you know, Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller that actually do in depth investigative reporting, right? We have other guys. We have Sean Ross Sapp, who's kind of like our Adam Schefter. And I think – and look, we can say whatever we want about him and some of his Twitter behavior, but he is like our Adam Schefter and Wojnowski where he's breaking – he's probably the guy that breaks the most stories. Um, They're not very in-depth most of the time, but they're just like quick couple of sentence scoops. Uh, A lot of it revolving around free agency and things like that, backstage stories. Um, But, you know, we have Dave and Wade, and that's really been it for a long time. And so hopefully now some of these websites, now that they see, instead of being WWE PR, which is what we're seeing from Sports Illustrated, which is what we've been seeing from ESPN, this fucking idiot Mike Coppinger did it again, completely avoiding the Vince story. Just did a whole PR article written by AI, put his name on it, talking about the greatness of the Royal Rumble. So, um, so we can't get mainstream media to cover this stuff. So we need, we need people like John Alba to step up and be better. We need people like Houseman to be better and to not pull the shit that he pulled on Chris Jericho to actually do in depth, like corroborated, checked source stories. we got, we need these people to do that. They're 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 the people, they're our voice for that stuff. We need them. We need them to be better.
0: There's an idiom that I like in this situation. It's, it's who watches the watchman. Right, we yeah. need people we need the people that's really about really holding the media to to uh, to scrutiny because they're very easy to let the media come out and become just you know um a propaganda arm right We see it in banana yeah. republics all the time, so it's up to the people to hold the people who are supposed to hold the big people accountable <laughs> yeah. that we keep them accountable yeah. to so who watch never forget that phrase who watches the watchman?
2: Yeah, checks check and balances. Um and you know and like hold JD and I accountable too. If we say something out of line, tell us. If we say something that's wrong, oh look, yeah, trust me. Do. I say shit that I say shit that's wrong and I get DMs all the time like hey, you got this fact wrong. Hey, this was actually this. This match happened on on this pay-per-view and not this. Like and I accept that stuff cuz look, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here a lot of times. I have some notes, but you know, it's uh it's difficult, right? Like and so it's important to be corrected and it's important to to be accountable. Um
0: Hey, let's, have let's you go. seen my Twitter mentions this week? <laughs> like, no, no. I, I, I went they're, viral. They're pretty a couple, tough. I went viral a couple times. Oh, I don't know. I hit me. I hit mute conversation when I got when I got <laughs> uh two thousand retweets. I went. This isn't going to wind up good for me, so I just turned mute conversation. And there was just uh, echoes. Like, what did you? What did you, what did the you say?
2: They got you two thousand.
0: I don't remember. I said some. I think it was something I was bitching <laughs> about people not holding them to the flame like you know typical squawking oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think i took a pot shot. i think i took a pot of their pot shot at triple h because that's what i do and you yeah. know the yeah. the the fed pillars didn't like it so it happens
2: all right and then king of the north his weekly check in on jd he said hey guys just check in to make sure make jd haven't lost their minds uh no i think no, i feel good. a lot better this week than i do last week mm-hmm. Uh um, much and then we 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 got we got we got a lot of people in the chat, uh, and I and I will get back to the chat. Um, just lastly on on the story, I'm going to leave the whole story. So one of the things that I did whenever I covered the Royal Rumble is I took the lead of Joe and Rich, and I took the lead of Dave and Brian. Those are the guys when it comes to talking about wrestling and wrestling podcasts. Those are the four guys that I look up to the most. Mm -hmm. And I thought they did a very good job covering the rumble because what they did is they started with the story, right? And they started with the press conference and how awful that was. And they went in depth on the story and the updates that we had in the story. And then they covered the event separately. And that's, and that's, that's what I did. I was like, I, I think we can do that. I think that's okay. Sometimes there's going to be awful things that happen in sports and in music and in movies and you you cover the story, and then you cover either the the event or the art. You got to cover that separately, um, and try to be able to separate the two. If you're a professional, you should be able to do that, and that's what I try to do over the weekend. So I hope you guys did get a chance to, to take a listen to it, um, unless you were looking for someone to go and praise the Royal Rumble because I did not. So <laughs> there was not much to praise there. But we we will we will move on from all of that nonsense. Um, let's talk some free agency news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have not wanted to talk about this person in a long time because I was sick of this woman. But Mercedes Monet, it appears to be, she's finally got a deal. This note comes from Fightful Select and, uh, and I guess it's co-written by Fightful or co-broken by Fightful and uh, Andrew Zarian. Andrew Zarian wrote, broke the story in GIF form. That's what he typically does. But uh, That's what he does. Um, yeah, it says, AEW founder Tony Khan fueled speculation on Wednesday when it was announced that he'd have an announcement... <laughs> <laughs> on the February 7th to- episode of the As BMW Tony Dynamite. Khan yeah. does,
0: I have an announcement yeah. to make next week. That's what uh, Yes. That's a Tony move. Yep.
2: Well, no one will confirm it was implied that it was related to the impending appearance of Mercedes Monet in AEW. However, we're we're not told that her signing would be outright mentioned as a part of the rumored announcement. I don't think the announcement is Mercedes Monet, but Mercedes Monet is likely debuting in March after Revolution. Uh, it appears Andrew Zarian was on Twitter saying that she's actually got a contract. And that she's she's coming in. So um finally, finally, finally. Now I still won't believe it until she shows up, but it looks like gotta she's in
0: AEW. Yeah, gotta show up. Um, that's big for AEW. The most important question I have is are they gonna get a new theme song for her, or is that god awful new Japan song that Monet gonna just come back because it's so bad? It sounds like that's, crisscross. So it's so bad. She, she she licensed
2: that music herself, like she paid oh. to have that done. That And that's, you know, and I like it, if the, if the song is good, that's a good move. Like, you know, that's what Nick Nemeth did. Matt Cardona did that. Like, you know, cause you can get downstate to, to yeah, make you a song anything. for like, you know, <laughs> the, they will, if you just give them like a Jack in the box gift card though. All right, let's get in the studio. Let's do it. So, uh, and they do pretty good and they do pretty good theme songs, like for wrestling themes. So they do Cody's theme. And so they, they own the rights to that music. They license it from the band. I think that's what, um, that's what Mercedes Monet did. So, um, oh. I, I I hope, hope she hasn't come up with the theme song. I think that she is. You know, you said this is a big deal, but we last time we talked about, we also talked about how she was not a big deal in New Japan, and that she did not move numbers, and that she no. ultimately um didn't was I don't want to say a bomb. I don't think a bomb is the yeah. the correct but she she ended up getting hurt she she did one show that actually performed pretty well but when they went right back to that town without her they did just as well so in san Mm -hmm. jose so um it really it really depends on how they promote her and if they Mm -hmm. promote her as if she's a big deal she might be able to come in and move numbers but if they don't i i think we're looking at a lot like nothing changes
0: um i think it's different i think I don't think she moved a lot for New Japan, but also New Japan is not great at selling tickets, especially last year. This year they've been doing better selling tickets in the U.S. Chicago, they were, yeah, they're hey, they're kicking ass here in Chicago, man. You put Moxley on top yeah. here, people go, oh, um, I'm gonna go. Like it's just we yeah. love good wrestling here, and we haven't had a show in a while, so I think we're we're a little hungry again. Um, a non WWE show, I should say. I yeah. think it's really going to come down to. Are they gonna treat her like a star? And if they treat her like a star for what they're paying her, they better treat her like a star. Like she, and this is you gotta tell us what's going on. She picked us over them, right? Yeah. You have to. Now is the time you have to seize on that, right? You have. Mm-hmm. She's the biggest women's free agent star in the world. She is. You have to sit there and say, well, she chose us, and look what's going on over there. Like you have to. You have to play this up like the biggest win that you have. You have to. And I, I, I think it could be a big deal. I don't think she's going to make huge numbers, but at the same time, they're struggling to sell, not in all markets. But they're really struggling to sell tickets in some of these markets and having her on, it can't hurt. You know, yeah. they need, they need something. And I think that's uh, I think that's a good, one. I think the shows have been better lately, right? They've been mm-hmm. better than cool. they were in the last couple of months, but you know, it takes as, time. As, you know, it takes time to sell. Yeah. tickets. As,
2: as our friend Suit Williams, who's actually in the chat, said, "Oh, suits suit, in the welcome chat. Welcome to, welcome to the chat. Yeah, Suit's in the chat. Uh, bang, bang, niner gang, Suit. Um, um, so, as Suit Williams will like to say, uh, Tony Khan is booking for the stickos these days. He's booking for guys like us that they just want to yeah. see cool shit. That like, look, I don't know who the CMLO guys were, but I thought that was awesome. You know what I mean? That like, was <laughs> great. I saw that." Yeah, they're they're booking for dudes like us that just like to see like cool ass matches and I, I like learning about new wrestlers that I've never heard of before. Like some people get well, offended know, by that. I haven't been seeing this guy for ten years. Why would I care about this guy? I'm like, I'm seeing this guy for the first time. He looks awesome. Let me learn about this guy. Like, like mm-hmm. he attacked Moxley, okay. Next week maybe I get a vignette, maybe I'll learn his backstory. Like let, let me learn about all these guys. This is cool. You know, like they're booking also, for us it, right now.
1: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. off Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast
0: I agree. I'll say this: Mystico is a thousand times cooler after kicking John boxing in the face in AEW than he ever was in the WWE as Sin Cara. Oh. Like, oh, he's 100%. already he's already cooler than he was over there. I'm super stoked to see like this. I think we might get it because Tony hasn't done like a true invasion angle. I think maybe we get an invasion angle with CMLL and the BCC might pop into Arena Mexico because that's one of Brian's like itches that he needs to scratch. This could be a lot of fun. I'm real excited about like, yeah. this could lead to.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm thinking that this big announcement is probably related to Forbidden Door um, and doing a, a, a triple, like, Forbidden Door show, like, New Japan, AEW, and CMLL all together. And then they're kind of introducing the CMLL stars on television. And I think they're slowly getting away from using the AAA stars. Yeah, I think it's time to move on from Commander, by the way. Like, I know everybody, I like that guy. Like, he can do a couple cool moves. But in between those cool moves, he's not very good. I think it's probably time to just like, hey go back, go back to Conan, buddy, and and uh, and come
0: back in a year. Mike, Mike, my, my my commander signed AEW. Commander is all elite. Oh, he's not signed. I AAA. thought he was a A guy. He, no, he might. He is a AAA guy, but he is like Penta. Oh, okay. he is actually. He is actually. He got the graphic. Commander is oh, all did. elite.
2: Oh, I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Sorry, but he's also like um, twenty-two.
0: He's a kid. Like, he, he is. He's, he's gonna be. Good. He is. He's just really young. You know he's who's just, really good though. You know who's really good, Mascara Dorada. Yeah, Mascara the yeah. new Mascara Dorada. That guy fucking rules, and I can't wait for you to see his stuff in the U.S., Mike. You're gonna love it. He's yeah. great.
2: I've I've actually seen some of Mascara Dorada the the new That'd one be okay um, because because Grant it was Grant Metalik was Mascara Dorada before, right? The original. And now he's Mascara, just yeah. and, he and then but now he's just Metalik. Um, mm-hmm. So I've seen the new I've seen the new one. The guy I have not ever seen and. Um, I don't want to try to pronounce his name, but it's the guy that's wrestling, uh, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson next week. So, um, he, he, so someone, I, someone I, put his name in the chat. I, I cannot, I, I dude, I am, I know like I, I can't, but I'm sorry, but that, that guy, took, I'm pretty interested in that guy.
0: <laughs> I took Latin in high school. I didn't take Spanish. So yeah. Suit, just put it in there. Mike, please oh. pull it up.
2: Oh yeah. It's, um, I'm actually I'm actually pretty decent with pronouncing Spanish words. Héchaceto, Hechiceto, that, that guy.
0: Hechicero. I can I, w- I yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I've never seen him work. Yeah. I'm very excited the- to watch him work. Hechicero. Oh, thanks, King of the North. Hechicero. Yeah. 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 Helping out the
2: gringos. Phenetic Appreciate someone. it, bud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, so I think, I don't know if Bandito's a AAA guy, but I know that Roosh is going to CMLL. I know he's going to CML. Rush is going to CMLL, right? Back um Phoenix, he le- yeah, Phoenix left Triple A and he said he's going to be a free agent. He might try to go back to CMLL. I think it's only a matter of time before Penta does the same, right? You would think that mm-hmm. is you know considering you it, think. I think I think that's the strategy is get all of their luchadores to get away from Triple A and then get over to CMLL and then they can cut Triple A out altogether. Oh, well, hold on, hold North on. Is- King of the North. Mm-hmm. Hold on, he's correct. He's not. I thought. I thought that Lucha Blog said that he was. Did I get that wrong? So Kayla North is saying Roosh is absolutely not going back to CMLL. I thought that. I thought that he said that. I thought that he said that. Okay, my bad. I'm
0: not. Okay. I don't know. I I missed. I missed. I was said. I I was kind of tuned out this week for a lot of stuff. Um, I would yeah. like that if he did. I would love to see because especially with the way TNA made a big deal out of their eight a- AAA relationship, which hasn't really gone anywhere <laughs> as of yet. Yeah, um, they made a yeah, real uh, big oh, deal. Uh,
2: JD, I'm no, I'm going to correct you, JD, Please. because Laredo Kid had two matches over the weekend and he lost both of them. So you could say how the is, relationship is, has, uh, has really stronger than ever. Out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the relationship is as strong as it's ever been with TNA and AAA. A. Yeah. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is that's an old brace for impact gag you and I used to talk about how. Uh, laredo kid is like the best guy here and never wins and then yeah. he, they brought him <laughs> one match in aew needed more in aew than he did the whole run in tna so <laughs> um yeah I, I do think you might be right i do think they might be trying to get away like really get away from this. the surprise is they really like vikingo tony yeah. loves vikingo and i get it vikingo fucking rules and he's there he's yeah. the mega champion which again doesn't doesn't mean as much as you might think it means in triple a but you know whatever I'm, I'm excited this if you're correct and we do get a uh i think that's a good i think it's a good guess too that we would get a, yeah. a forbidden door between those three companies and the triple a guys could take a vacation for a month like i think it could be <laughs> yeah. it could be a lot of fun it could be a lot of fun actually yeah 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 I, I i think that that would be an awesome show um if, okay, Okada. hold on if oh, hold on if they were to do that if they were to do that if you are to do a, a forbidden door with triple oh sorry with cmll new japan and AEW, you have to run it in a city with a heavy mexican population you have to yeah like you have to run yeah a town like houston or chicago or something that LA. has like strong la would be a great one some city yeah. with strong ties we can't I, you know, we, this one can't run in like Seattle or something like that. And the Seattle, <laughs> yeah. election, I don't know if I apologize, but like you just need to run a town that like has Lucha ties. Like be I got, I got,
2: I got a great idea. I got a great idea. Um, yeah. Alamo dome, Alamo dome. I, I think that would be cool. Yeah. They could, they, I could would. they could do that. Um, yeah. San, San Antonio would love that. Um, all right, let's go to Okada. Um, so he uh, remains a free agent, but all signs are pointing to oh why did I put w- AEW? All signs point to AEW. So he hi- he officially hired Barry Bloom as his agent. They were actually together at the TNA tapings. TNA fans, he's not going there. Don't do it. Don't start. Don't.
0: I'll don't do it. me. He's don't not, stop
2: it. Don't. He is not going there. Um. In fact, JD, did you catch any of Okada's return to TNA last week, like at all?
0: I just told you I was so, on a break from watching wrestling this week. No, I did not. Dude, he
2: is he is the greatest professional wrestling legend of all time. You want to know what he did in this yeah. match? No, tell me. He didn't he not a goddamn thing. <laughs> he, he got hey, he got he got knocked off the apron a couple of times. He he mixed it up with Moose a little bit because they do have a little bit of a history from the Ring of Honor they do? days. So he they mixed do? it up with Moose a little bit. He came in the in the end to hit a rainmaker on Brian Myers, and then Alex Shelley uh, hit hit his move and then pinned him, and then it was over. And it went it went like thirteen minutes, and then he gave a speech afterwards. I was like, man, Okada did nothing, and I was like, and I'm not even mad because everybody else did all the work and they were great. And I'm like, at the end of it, I was like, I just respect Okada more. He's like, hey, look, if you're gonna make me go to TNA, I'm. He was like, you make me go to TNA, I'm not doing anything, and he didn't.
0: <laughs> Cash it a paycheck, man. <laughs> kazuchika hogan <Yeah>. strikes again <laughs> yes. Yes. i love it well they they want it
2: they wanted him to work a full match and he said that that doesn't work for me brother that's <laughs> it
0: what, worked that's for what me he, he stroked his yeah. imaginary goatee and said that doesn't work for me brother <laughs> yeah. oh god um, uh, but, So but uh so bound? Said- aw bound aw bound well right.
2: Well, Dave is reporting that the AEW offer is much higher at this point than WWE. And he said uh, WWE sources said that they think that if he really wants to go to WWE, he just will for the price that they are giving him. So they're essentially just telling him to go to AEW, is what it sounds like to me.
0: They're giving him the Mercedes treatment. Which yeah, I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, I didn't think w- I said this for the last month. I don't think WWE is a great fit for him. Like he's not he's not Nakamura. And I don't think he can look at Nakamura's run and be like, Yeah, man, that's what I want to do. Like, unless you want to retire. And I don't get the vibe that Okada wants to retire necessarily. Yeah. Like I think that he wants to come here and work.
2: Yeah, I and I don't think the WWE fans would have embraced him all that much. And I have a little bit of evidence that suggests that because the the YouTube thumb the YouTube video from his TNA match last week. Was tripled by the the Nick Nemeth match that Nick Nemeth had with Zachary Wentz last week. So and like Okada was in there with Moose, the World Heavyweight Champion. But Nemeth's match was at like four hundred thousand views versus Okada's match was at like one hundred fifty thousand views. Like it well, was yeah. like a stark difference. Like WWE fans, they, they they don't really know him that well. They're probably not gonna like. Eventually, they would embrace him because they just they're just very tribalistic. Like they're they like, hey, you're yeah. part of the team now. We're gonna get behind you. But they wouldn't have known him the way that they know like your typical WWE type of person, you know.
0: Like when not, I remember when Nakamura showed up in NXT. They got a he got a decent reaction for the a little phone interview reveal when they first said yeah. Okada was going to wrestle Sami Zayn. That was pretty cool. And then by the end of that match, he was super over. But those were that yeah. was a super that was an AEW crowd basically at those old AE, those old yeah. NXT shows, right? So no, it's they, different. They were. But it took it took him a while to kind of acclimate to WWE. And I don't think Akamura's ever really quite acclimated to WWE right like he's been he's been good but i mean like when he came in people thought he was going to be like a generational talent like this was like a massive signing when nakamura signed i remember telling my buddy pete i was like dude this guy is unbelievable he's unreal you're not gonna it's gonna blow your mind when he comes here and he's just been like an upper mid carter when he's been used right and it's just like yeah i thought you might have a i thought you might have a perennial main eventer with with nakamura and they just and then maybe it's part of that's on Nakamura too. Cause I mean, like he certainly doesn't work like new Japan Nakamura. So I don't know if that's what Okada wants to do. You know, I, I, he seems like he wants to still be awesome and just build his brand in the U S and I think AEW would probably be a better fit for him. Cause Okada works like what's Okada do? Okada does like 60 minute or like 30 minute matches every time he wrestles. Yeah. He could do that at SmackDown. Yeah. No, you know, like his he's not awesome getting that much time on pay.
2: Yeah, he would rarely get that time on pay-per-view. Now, WWE has done a better job of not having as many matches on their pay-per-views, and their pay-per-views are much shorter. I mean, Royal Rumble was four matches, and of course, two of them were an hour long. Um, So they have have done a better job with that, but they have just so many people. It's going to be hard to kind of come in and supplant a lot of their talent. And look, AEW is deep as hell, too. I think the perfect place for Okada to go to is right back to New Japan, but that's just not happening. He's not interested. So if he's going to come to the U.S. and he wants to stake his claim here— um, I, I think AEW is the best fit for him, and and also AEW schedule they they will let him go back to Japan often, and he'll probably be able to work some New Japan shows if if New Japan even wants him back. I, I don't know.
0: Our secret friend just texted the two of us, and I, I found it on my Apple Watch. Oh. So Okada, I'm not okay. no names. Okada has okay. less value to WWE because they have to build because they have to build him from the ground up to those fans for the most part. It's sound strategy to hold firm to an offer and simply try to drive his price up on Tony if he wants to come. If not, okay. No names. As a smart person yeah. though, who's yeah. uh who uh yeah, I have no I have no follow shall up her. on that. Yeah, uh, he
2: shall he shall remain nameless. So I and I do gay. I do agree. I do agree with that. Will Ospreay, on the other hand, I I think they would have taken to him rather quickly. Osprey, I I think that oh, and WWE, yeah, he has WWE, he has WWE level like type charisma. He would have gotten over mm-hmm. day one. 100%. They would have treated him like he was Cody Rhodes. Like they 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 probably would have, right? 100%. So Okada w- would be a, a little a little bit different, and that's just that's just their audience, and it's not mm-hmm. a knock on the audience. They just they're just kind of there's so much WWE to watch they kind of just stick with that. Right. And so, and I, and I totally get it. Um, so, uh, all right. Yeah. So did you, so you watched a little bit of dynamite. Let's we, man, I had another thing on here about the CMLL invades AEW, but we already, we already talked about that. All right. Talked about Wardlow. That. Yeah. Wardlow. Uh, get, Dude, it looked like he busted his knee last night and uh, in, in oh, his early. match with a uh, commander. And the commander match wasn't very good. I was just I was I was watching, I was like, why is this guy here? Like, what are we doing? I was like, why is this kid on TV? But um, he you know, he beat up on commander, power bombed him, and then while he was power bombing him, it looked like he blew his knee out.
0: Um, I'm gonna start calling our mystery- say that this I'm gonna start calling okay, our mystery ahead. friend the red mask because black mask is dead, so I'm gonna call this guy <laughs> the red mask from now on. Yeah. Uh, Osprey was the guy to roll out the red carpet for. He agrees with you, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. as you were saying, Wardlow and Commander, a little sloppy. Um, what did yeah. I didn't get to hear Brian and Dave because it took me forever to get through the beat the, the the between the street sheets Patreon this week. So what did what was Brian and Dave saying about the knee? What was their what was their vibe on it?
2: They didn't report an official thing, but they said that it very much looked like he was hurt and that it seemed like and people are saying that he's hurt, but there has been no diagnosis at the at, at the time that I'd listened. So I don't know if they've had any updates since then. But it doesn't sound good. Uh I think is it safe to say that um I, oh, suit was, okay, suit was at, at the show. So, suits was saying, I was live at the show, and Wardlow was really feeling it on the outside in the post-match. So, mm. yeah, he definitely banged up his knee. You know, is it safe to say that so far, this undisputed um,
0: undisputed era, what it was? Oh. It? The pull, pull, name. Pull, undisputed, undisputed kingdom. Pull up the next suit. To I, be, uh, suit I, I will. Is,
2: is it safe to say, is it safe to say the undisputed kingdom is not going well so far?
0: Uh, might be a little cursed. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> ghost yeah, max yeah. hanging out of the company yeah. um yeah ah, when, you, when you're when your leaders on crutches still uh melter said they were worried it was a meniscus other word, dude. the meniscus is nothing you pull that like, okay. here's the here okay meniscus i i was just going over as one of my kids everyone i know who had every kid that i've worked with that's torn their meniscus has retorn their meniscus every single one of them and a lot of times with the meniscus tear you remove the meniscus completely and you're back in like six weeks right? Four if, you, yeah. four, if you're, if you're healthy, like here and people are like, well, if you get the meniscus taken out, your knee is going to be sore. I got news for you. If you're a professional wrestler, your knees are sore, no matter what you do. And a meniscus repair, that's like eight to nine months. In some cases, If you get that bucket, that bucket handle tear specifically. So if it's a meniscus, they're going to pop that thing right out and he'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Meniscus tear is not a big deal.
2: Well, that's good because that did look that did look scary. Um, you know, John Muse says uh, undisputed was in trouble the minute they were revealed. Yeah, the whole thing yeah. just shit the bed. I thought and from they the just moment never
0: really recovered from the moment we saw the devil, and I said, "Well, let's yeah. see where this goes." It went nowhere. It went nowhere. Better or worse than the scorpion? Have we decided that the 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 devil is better or worse? than the <laughs> so I, scorpion? Think, I
2: think I think it's better than like at like I think the 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 overall production of it and the execution of it is much better than the Scorpion. I don't think it's ever going to be as... Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be as endearing as the Scorpion because the Scorpion to me right now is so bad it's good and I like going back and watching some of that stuff because, you know, it just kind of reminds me of my child. Maybe somebody that was, you know, because I was like eight years old when the Scorpion happened. Maybe like an eight-year-old right now is probably watching that and will go watching this devil stuff and then we'll go back later and it'll be endearing to them. I just don't see that. I think this is just like a, a storyline that they just bombed immediately. They're going to move on. They're going to do the Adam Cole MJF match eventually. And they're just going to move on. And
0: hopefully they'll act like it never actually happened. They can't do it. They can't just move on. Cause Adam Cole is walking to every, like he's coming out in a wheelchair. He's on crutches. At least he got rid of the depression beard. Like, and then Max yeah. is doing whatever the hell Max is doing right now. It's just, God, we got another eight months of this, at least I just, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh. Uh. Suit says the undisputed king dead in the water leaders out. And the guy they feed it with is also out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was back this week. He said their leaders hurt, and the antagonist is the antagonist is a while you do the math. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not, not looking good. um yeah. All right. So lastly, let's, let's talk about this since we, you know, we were, uh, our original podcast was Brace for Impact. And two years ago, um, when we were on Brace for Impact, we covered a story where Mickey James got called up to the Royal Rumble as the TN, or as the Impact knockouts champion. Um, yep. and everybody made everybody made that a big deal. In hindsight, it wasn't really that big of a deal because a Mickey James was not in a contract to impact. Um, they were just they were gonna bring her anyway. They were just being WWE was kind of being nice, like hey, look, we're gonna bring her in. Um, and Mickey wanted to come in as the knockouts champion. And so they just allowed that Bronner and Mickey was in the rumble for like seven minutes and they threw her out. Right. Um, this mm-hmm. go around Jordan grace, who has never had any ties to WWE whatsoever, has never been on their TV, was never signed to that promotion. Uh, WWE made the call, I guess the week prior, um, to TNA asked if they could use Jordan grace as the knockouts champion. She, she uh, made her appearance at number five in the rumble. She came in immediately and, and, um, started to have like a, uh, actually a fight with Trinity. And they acknowledged that she had just beaten Trinity for the championship at, at hard to kill. And that Trinity was the former uh, knockouts champion. And then she was actually in there for like 15 minutes, got thrown out by Bianca Blair, one of their top stars. And was looked, looked impressive. They praised her afterwards and, um, I you know what look this was probably not the week that you want to be associated with WWE if you're TNA however I could see that this has really helped Jordan Grace's stock you know with what she does on the outside of wrestling with her her different websites she has and her different s- services that she provides on on the internet I know her Twitter all her Twitter Instagram all her followers went up she got a bit more famous she was in front of 50,000 people and millions and millions worldwide so she was, she was pretty elated. What do you think about this WWE
0: bringing in Jordan Gray stuff? Bad week. Um, yeah, really, really bad week to do that. Cause you kind of get lost a little bit in that. Uh, it's good for her. Cause she's never had that like super mainstream wrestling exposure on either of the big companies. And she's awesome. So, I mean, it was, it's cool. It's cool. She got her moment. Um I like in WWE fashion, she got tossed by Bianca to make sure you know where yeah. you are in the pecking order, which, again, it's their turf. <laughs> yeah. It's their yeah. turf. You know, yeah. you get to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, does it does TNA really? I mean, like, does TNA get anything out of this? And do they need to? at the end of the day like is this gonna help is this gonna help ratings for impact is this gonna help buys for impact probably not but is it better for them to get featured on peacock as just a commercial well, probably yeah. it couldn't
2: hurt i think you i know? think the only thing they gained out of it is a little bit of brand awareness and yeah. and look if they were going to send somebody over to wwe they can hold their own in the ring with the other wwe talents she's actually she's actually she's actually much better than a lot of the people that were in that match um oh and, god yeah and, and uh and and honestly, like miles better. Like she, yeah. she got in there and it was like and it was like, oh wow, she is like I knew she was really impressive, but because you know the talent level in TNA is not that high, she, sometimes it seems like she has to work down to her talent. Like she's always like way levels above. She got in, there in the WWE ring and she was levels above a lot of those people. Not not Bianca, okay. right? Not not Bianca, like I'm not saying Bianca, like Bianca's tremendous, but like a lot of the other ones, like, a like lot of oh, one. there, were, there were some there were some bland ass women in that match, and Jordan Grace looked like a star in there. You know, she's jacked and was just moving around. She's doing all the great power moves. I thought her and Natty looked great together. In fact, her and Natty are kind of like working an angle on Twitter. I don't know if anything will ever come of that. Um, they say she that the match is going daddy. to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, though.
0: They should, now, WWE should do TNA the Solid and send Natty down there to put Jordan over. Yeah. We'll see if they actually do that. Triple H should do that right now with the, you know, as part of the apology tour. Um, let's be, let's be frank. The WWE women's division is vastly overrated. And I think that Jordan's presence proves it, right? Cause she's only been in, only quote unquote, been in TNA the last five years and she can work circles around the vast majority of that roster. And I don't think that's, I don't think I'm being crazy when I say something like that. I think she exposed them for being, for that whole, that whole mystique of needing NXT to be good is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Like if you're, if you, you know, it's just a place to tear your ACL when you're doing stupid drills. Like I think that Jordan proved that it's not necessary. She, she, she can walk into raw tomorrow and be one of, if not the best woman on the roster. So, you know, kudos yeah. to her. She's awesome. And uh, I'm glad that she, I'm glad that people are talking about Jordan grace. That's the most important thing. Like she does TNA, like you and I always, That was our big moniker with brace for impact. Cause we talk about the show that nobody else cares about. And it's nice that people are acknowledging someone that we know has been good for a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought she served herself uh, very well. Now what, what is TNA ultimately going to get out of it? I think you hit the nail on the head. It it was, it was a nice commercial for the TNA product. Um, Sometimes when you buy commercials on raw, sometimes it gets people to watch your show and sometimes it just doesn't. And so, and we, we will see, Uh, unfortunately for them, it's been like, it's, it's, been a negative for them for a long time is they're just their own access TV. It's like, what you know, what are you gonna do? Are they they gonna get more app some subscriptions? I don't know. I think if Natty came over and they did like a like at an Impact Plus show, I think you you Natty could probably bring over some subs, you know, maybe uh, just for just for the night. You know, 10 bucks like Natty could probably bring over some you know, some of her fans for, you know, for $10. Does Natty
0: ha- uh, really have fans? Like does Natty, let's Natty, Natty's, Natty's
2: been on television for 20 years and she is yeah, famous. Does she, is she a draw? I don't know. She's never been out of the system. So we, we don't have any evidence that that's true, but we don't have any evidence that it isn't true.
0: No, I, I get what you're saying, but it's not like she, it's not, like she does anything when she's there like she's never mattered in the system like people who are yeah, in the true. system that matter you can argue for like if natty goes to wrestle jordan what's the difference than if she were to get released and come in you know like like when Tri- like i don't think that's she's a got a bigger point. following as trinity had and trinity was a nice I, little pickup but it wasn't like i, I think light, you
2: I know think what i'm saying this,
0: like oh. i think it it depends
2: on the situation right Trinity left with Sasha, and that was a huge, huge story. That's that she true. She kind of walked you know, She walked out, and yeah. so when she came to, to TNA, that was like a redemption story. Um, if WWE sent Natty and they promoted it on their social media, um, I think people would want to see that just because of the situation. Now, if Natty were to get released and then she came over, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. But if she went over there as a WWE star – to tna television i think that there, there would be a little bit of a bump but we're not talking like a significant bump like if bianca were to go over now if bianca goes over you know they're like tna is making some money off that deal but but now you're probably looking at some subs like not many but some
0: how many wrestle universe subs are picked up when, when nakamura came to wrestle okada or, uh, well, last Mimura. i checked it was
2: 975 um i'll have to check double check that
0: so I'm that's kidding. Like, I have no idea. I don't, I, I'm kidding. I, was, I don't have I the don't have fact, access to those the, you. You said that with <laughs> such authority and so on the cuff that I would, that I 100% believed you. I thought, oh, Mike sniffed me out. This is impressive. You yeah. totally, JD, no, totally like, how me. would I, how would I, I don't even know? know <laughs> that. I, was, I thought I was asking a rhetorical <laughs> question and you had an answer yeah. for me. So I was like, yeah. holy shit. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, right. I don't think that Nakamura who's a much bigger deal in that, in, in the WWE That's- environment than Natty didn't have a whole lot. Like it was cool, but it was guys like us, right? Yeah. It was people that said, Ooh, Nakamura Muda. Like, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that, cause WWE here's the truth. Here's the truth. Most WWE fans just watch WWE and don't yeah. want to be bothered by other wrestling. Cause they think it's beneath them. You know, I pick on our buddy Scott, but I mean, like, I mean, he would probably watch TNA if if Natty came over. But, I mean, like, the vast majority of them, dude, probably not. <laughs> dude, Dude,
2: our buddy Scott thinks uh, top dollar is, um, <clears throat> and I quote, cooking in TNA. Oh, he, uh, top dollar. Did he say that? I left the one, chat. Did one, he say that in the chat? One, one dollar general. I, actually, I don't know if he said cooking, but I just, I've just been holding on to that joke for a little bit. but. <laughs> But no he 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 does he does like he does like Dollar General though. He do, he does like him. So and he he's like, he said you he hate wants this guy. Yeah. Cuz how can you hate like
0: this said, guy? I'm like cuz he fucking can... sucks. That's why I hate him. Like he's he's, a,
2: he's he's a bit of a douche nozzle, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but that's like that's our that's our buddy Scott. It's it's oh, I love he, that guy very much like a he's very much a, a a football fan, you know? Like just supporting his team. That doesn't team. matter what they do; He just supports his team. Got to support you know? the team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sue Williams so asks: Is is Natty drawing? Is Natty drawing Ash by Elegance numbers? Um, well, Ash by Elegance hasn't had a match yet, so we'll see if she's a draw. I I doubt it, but I you know what? I would say Natty is a uh, as far as like Natty versus Dana Brooke. I would say Natty is above Dana Brooke, but not that far. I would agree with that. Uh, but but Nat, Natty, you know, she's you know she's a heart, and she's just been around for a long time. And just has like that long time, you know what? And I didn't think that Nemeth would be a big deal when he came over to TNA, but he was the world champion at one point, like in 2012 or yeah. whatever it was when he beat Alberto and he, he's come over to TNA. Um And Orlando looked good. The crowd looked good. I watched him at TNA tonight, but his, I, I, the only numbers I get from him for what he's doing, because access, you can't really count their ratings because nobody has the channel, but we'll the YouTube the numbers that he's drawing yeah. are like in the millions. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So I'll, or, versus, versus, I versus, never that. yeah yeah versus what steve macklin's doing who i think steve macklin is i think steve macklin's world's better than nick nemeth i'm not even kidding they were in the ring together cutting a promo on each other macklin tore that blew that boy out of the water like it was like macklin looked like the bigger star in the ring against nemeth and he looked like a more believable badass than nemeth
0: well that's because he is but um here's the thing matt uh, macklin is low-key one of like the coolest guys in the like in pro wrestling that people don't talk about like not enough people and it's because he's in tna so he gets ignored much like jordan right but i mean because he was in that system for years and he got saddled with that dumbass sons of anarchy gimmick and then you know he kind of got shit on for other people's dumb mistakes and now he's been he's been great in tna he's been great Mm -hmm. so yeah i i mean like it does I think and I think he sees Nemeth as a guy who got handed everything that he wanted and never had opportunity for. So I'm sure that provides a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So I mean, like, I'm not surprised at all to hear that. I would much rather watch than Nick Nemeth.
2: You uh you haven't been watching TNA, but that's exactly the storyline that they're telling. (laughs) That was that was basically the promo. Like, and he's like, You're just here, like you're just you're coming up here and you're just take you're just here to take, 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 you're here to take everything that I've been here earning. And you're just going to come in and then you're going to leave again. And I was like, wow, his, this brother's telling the truth in this promo.
0: <laughs> it was good. Tell it was me when promo. I'm telling lies, as a man yeah. once said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm glad they did that because that's the story they should be telling. Yeah. That's the story it, they it's should a good be story. telling. I like it. I'm yeah. a fan. Actually, you've, you've made me more intrigued to watch just based on well, that right there.
2: Yeah. And um, uh, Nemeth, Nemeth ended up missing a taping because he, um, he had to go to Puerto Rico. He had already had it booked. And so yeah. TNA smartly sent Macklin to Puerto Rico to go beat him down <laughs> in his match
0: in Puerto Rico. I thought that was pretty Scott's good. So not, we're gonna Scott's we're going to get that. Footage. Not a dumb yeah. man. Scott's not <laughs> stupid. Like he's not stupid. Yeah. And, and Macklin got a Puerto Rican vacation. It's beautiful in Puerto Rico this time of year. Good for him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, uh, before we go, uh, do you want to, would you like to gloat about CM Punk being heard or how <laughs> we, we just have not talked not about both. it? I, I did. I did a breaking a news earlier
0: this week though. So. I'm not going <laughs> to gloat about someone who I, who like was one of my favorite professional wrestlers for a year being hurt. I will say, I told you so. Yeah.
2: That, like, that's what that's I'm not mean.
0: gloating. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy that the man yeah. got hurt. My, I told Andy that he got hurt and Andy was super bummed because it's still one of his favorite guys. Like it sucks. But I mean, I'm sorry. I, I only said it because that's what's happened in the last two years. Like the man, I heard Bix, Bix, kudos to Bix and Chris Zellner. Cause they put it right. When you're an older professional wrestler, it helps to be a good athlete and punk yeah. got, got good because he has this sheer willpower, right? He got good because he willed himself to be good, but you can't will yourself to be a good athlete, right? Especially when you get older, cause father time comes for us all. And if you're a really good athlete, you can get away with it. I did 15 consecutive front hand springs of practice the other day. I was very proud of myself i am a good athlete but i was sore yeah. as hell the next morning <laughs> like you know by their so, time comes for us all it happens so i'm
2: i'm uh i'm gonna be 41 in a couple months and um, my daughter she's in gymnastics and um so she's you know practicing you know handstands and doing some of her forward rolls and backward rolls and stuff like that and she's doing cartwheels and i was like can you do a can you do a round off because i like, have they showed you how to do a round off yet and um She's like, no, daddy, what's a round off? And the old man can still pull off a round off. And if you guys are unfamiliar with a round off, it's basically a cartwheel, but you kind of like kind of spin while you're doing the cartwheel and like you plant your feet and then you can do a backward roll or even a backflip. If you know, I could never do the... At the actual backflip, I I can do it, but um, but yeah, I, I showed I showed her how to do that. I almost dislocated my hip, but I could still do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we start every practice off with uh, you know, like a, a, a gymnastics inspired warm up, and I try to go through because yeah. I lead the warm ups. So I try to I try to show the kids the old man still got it. I'll be forty four next Sunday. Oh, I'm shit. freaking old. <laughs> so like the fact that I can still like I can still do cartwheels and roundoffs and I can knock out a bunch of bunch of front handsprings. The little kids think when I go to little kids bags, I think that's cool that the coach can still do that. So like, yeah, I mean, but it helps helps to be athletic when you get older. Like if you're not a t- great traditional athlete, it can kind of beat you up a little bit doing those things. So I feel for punk. I really do. Because he's like. It's just he's I think about it, he's probably missed years off his career of his comeback. He only came back, he did his comeback in 2000, 2021, two and a half years ago, and he's been hurt four times.
2: Yeah, yeah, because he had the foot injury and right. then he had the um and then the, the brawl tricep. out injury. That was a tricep during brawl out, right? Yeah, and then yeah. he he came back and he had the fight with Jack Perry, but wasn't he hurt again at all in?
0: No, I don't think he was. So this would be three times. No. He might've been hurt, three but he times. sat out for a while. He looked yeah. and he looked a bit softer in WWE yeah. than he looked in AEW. Cause WWE got to have a bigger body in AEW. You can get away with just being, you know, lean and, you know, good shape. So I think he kind of yeah. bul- tried to bulk up a little bit on his WWE. Well, he's, comeback. he's in
2: the, well, he's over there in Orlando, like lifting heavy to impress those NXT bunnies. You see all those pictures he's posting.
0: NXT bunnies. That is going to become show lexicon from now on. That's exactly what it is. I never saw, I mean, I know a dude, I know a dude trying to look cool for girls when I see it and that's yeah. wonder, hello, hello. That was.
2: Hello, fellow kids. <laughs>
0: Sometimes the old CM Punk creeps back in, and that was the old CM Punk creeping back in in those pictures. So, no, I feel bad for the guy because he's going to have have to have another tricep repair, and that's kind of what drove him mad last time. So hopefully he's not super isolated from WWE because that man stewing in his thoughts is a bad bad place to be, and I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, actually.
2: Yeah, you know what, and I think um, Ibu of Russell Pierce um, said that he's probably going to sp- be spending more time in Orlando. I think he will because that's where his the rehab center, to, you know, for his injury is going to yeah, be. But, makes sense. Um, but he, you know, his dream is to kind of do what Shawn Michaels is doing, and I think he'll probably go there and and try to learn what some of Shawn Michaels does over there, like you know, booking the shows and producing. And I think that's kind of always been what he's been wanting to do anyway. So he'll probably get more time to be able to do stuff like that.
0: I'm sure that'll go you know,
2: great. Yeah. But, you know, he was an underrated announcer when he got hurt in WWE before and they actually put him on the raw announce team for a while. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: the pre-Nexus days. I, I wasn't watching at the time, but I went back and checked some of the stuff. He's he, well, he's he's a professional commentator right now for MMA and he's pretty decent at that. Yeah. Like he's got chops. Yeah. He's got charisma. You cannot, you cannot discredit the man's charisma or personality of which he is the cult of like, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not surprised at all. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Like, I'm not yeah. surprised at all to hear that that's working. I mean, hope maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll make him a commentator on NXT or something like that. Like, all I know is you got to keep that guy active and invested in something or else he's going to. He is a guy whose brain can betray him. So protect yourself from that.
2: Yeah. And now and we won't get too much into the WrestleMania stuff, but now because he's out um he is out of the match with Seth so they're looking for an opponent for Seth i am voting for gunther i think that's the i think that's okay. the guy like you know he's they they've been getting behind him but he's been more upper mid card for a while i think it's time to get him in that main event picture with guys like seth i, I think i think that needs to happen but knowing wwe they'll probably do like You know Seth versus Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther versus you know the bearing top dollar back and throw him into the match. They'll probably do something like that. So something stupid is I think what they'll end up doing. But um, but I I just want to put put this out there in the ether that I want Seth versus Gunther at
0: WrestleMania.
2: That's what that's what I want.
0: I don't care. I'm not watching the show. They can do whatever they want. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, But uh, hey, guys, I uh, thank you guys for being here. Thanks, everybody in the chat, uh, th- everybody watching on uh, the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel and the Mike and JD Show YouTube channel. If you could do me a big favor and give me a thumbs up, uh, throw down a comment and make sure you're a subscriber to this channel. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, that really does help us and it helps us grow our network and it helps us grow our Patreon community. Uh, and if you want to be a part of our Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Uh, we're dropping content all the time, dude. I've been working like crazy. J- JD has been out for a little bit. Cause like I said, JD has got, you know, he's a, he's a coach. he's a school teacher. He's a writer. He's a dad. He's also getting his master's. Well, I only have the one job, and I'm going to school, so I've been doing a little bit of extra podcasting lately. So, uh, we've been dropping some. I've been dropping a lot of content there on the on the Patreon, Uh, and I will have a full uh, TNA Impact review. Uh, coming up this weekend i watched some of the show tonight i will finish it later tonight and probably have a review out on saturday for the patreon members and then i'll end up releasing it on the mike and jd show youtube channel at a later date because i record it live to youtube so uh, but if you want to join me on the chat whenever i'm doing my impact podcast uh, uh, i will send that information out it'll go straight to patreon patreon members get to watch it or get to be there live with me and uh, get to you know collaborate so i appreciate everybody being here um guys and guys in the chat i thank you guys for being here you really help the show you really do you really do help the show i really do greatly appreciate it so um and until next week mahalo uh, 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 uh. competition starting to get thick it's the
0: clip so i hope you watch your a game a man, no way from the track when we unite and spit. this is an a game better bring your a game, a game starting to get thick, it's a click, so you brought your A-game, A-mate,
1: no rain. My name is Tyler Fornes, and I am one of the co-hosts of The Good, The Bad, and The Hung AEW Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcasting Network. We take a broad scope approach to the world of all elite wrestling and the entire universe of Tony Khan. We talk about the big matches, the big stars, the promos. The storylines, and we also look at it from a big picture perspective. How are things going to change over the course of the next ten years with AEW still in the picture? How are companies like WWE going to adapt and adjust to AEW? And are they going to be a similar way like they did with WCW in the late 1990s? Will there be a counterpunch? We talk about all of that and more on the Good, the Bad, and the Hungy every week on the Voice of Wrestling the network.